he's not joining today, is he? No, he's not. Of he That's a pity. He didn't give a reason. Ofsted. I actually found it enjoyably refreshing that he didn't bother to try and come up with some <laughs> blustering reason to why he couldn't make it. He's like, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not bothered. Welcome to the world-famous Long Snapper podcast. How are you doing? I'm Adam. We have got today London's greatest Wiltshireman, Mark Salen. How are you doing, Mark? Yeah, I'm all right. This isn't going to work, is it? Um, <laughs> Hertfordshire's greatest Yorkshireman, Pat Jackson, is here. Hi, Pat. Hi, Adam. And Streatham's greatest Andalusian, Rich Newnham. <laughs> There's an in joke of all in jokes that no one else will get other than you and I. Yeah, I mean, you you are you are in Malaga, which we think is in Andalusia. There you go. That's the joke explained. It wasn't worth it. Um, never we, is. No, it never is. We are slightly less drunk as a whole as a podcast <laughs> compared to the last episode that we released, where we tried to come up with awards for the season and may or may not have done so. We're just about there, um, but it, it was it was good fun. Um, Rich, do you remember any of the show, just so as a matter of interest? I started listening back, and across the first 10 minutes, I genuinely didn't remember anything that we talked about until I actually heard it back. So it's it's, an, it's, a, it's a massive... Exp- Normally, I've got a good kind of idea of the general stuff that we talk about when I have a listen back, but this time it's a completely brand... It's like listening to someone else talking using my voice. And it was funny because it was mainly you talking as well. So it was... <laughs> Which uh, makes a change from you, Mark. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag too much rich. Yeah, there yeah. we go. It doesn't have the same ring to it, mate. Sorry. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about some games, some playoffs and all, all of that stuff. But obviously we'll kick off in the usual way. Now, Pat has got something very exciting. It's a quiz on an audio podcast that requires him sharing his screen. So I will let you explain. It's a format we've done before, but not since about this time last season, probably. We're going to be playing some NFL blockbusters. And we've got the perfect number for uh, blockbusters because, of course, it's the quiz format where you have a team of one versus a team of two, which never made any sense. But tonight (laughs) we'll have Mark and Rich versus Adam because he shouldn't get too much time off, should he? Oh, whoa, um, whoa, whoa. Okay. So, Adam will be going from top to bottom of the grid, trying to link four together. Rich and Mark going from left to right or right to left across the grid, trying to link five together. Um, Buzzing with your name to get your guess in. Um, If you buzz in and you're incorrect, you're frozen out, including your teammate if you're on the team of two, and the other team get the entirety of the question. So, buzzing at your own risk, but you can interrupt me if you want. We will start. So, the rules of blockbusters, and if anyone doesn't know those, then what are you even doing? Stop Go and catch up. Go and catch up on all the blockbusters that ever existed. They're probably all on YouTube somewhere. (laughs) There's plenty of it. You'll find them along with the episode of Golden Balls that Craig was on. (laughs) Again, if you find that, let us know. Yes, definitely let us know if you come across that. We'll start with JF. JF is middle row, third from the top. 
Which JF led the league in fumbles during the 2022 regular season Mark. with Rich. that? Mark. Justin Fields. Justin Fields is correct. Mark gets the square. I remember where the fill colour button is. And Mark gets to pick the next square. Isn't that my colour? Not that I'm complaining. It is your colour. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love a, love a, love a visual gag. Bob uh... Holmes had an intern for this. <laughs> yeah, I bet he didn't. Let's go with SF. SF. Which SF is the NFL home stadium with the lowest capacity of 61,500? Adam. Adam. Soldier Field? Correct, Adam. Adam I could, takes SF. I couldn't, I couldn't get past San Francisco in my head. And yeah, I had that in my head. <laughs> and then I realised it was Soldier Field just as Adam buzzed in. Damn, Adam. All Adam right. takes FS, which is third from the bottom on the second row. Adam, where are we going next? Let's go FO, two spaces above that. FO, two spaces above that. Which FO was the leading tackler in the NFL for the second Rich. season run? Rich. Aluacon. Aluacon. And I is can't pronounce correct. his first name. It's Foyuye or something. I forget. Foyasade, yes. That's the one. Rich, pick the next square. Shall we, shall we link up and go with. Uh... FB. Mark, what do you reckon? I'd go for PB if I PB, FB. sorry. Because <laughs> yeah. FB doesn't exist. <laughs> I'll read the screen. Yeah, should we do that? I mean, why not? It's, if, if nothing else, it kind of hampers Adam a bit. Perfect. Because it? it doesn't really make any difference to us if we go for that one or BT. But yeah, go with that. Cool. Yeah, let's do that. PB. Which PB's estate sold the Denver Broncos to the Welton Penner Group this season? Uh, I hope you've got a backup question on this one. I've got 51 questions, so we should be covered. <laughs> okay, no PBs, so I'll swap it in for a PM. Which PM holds the record for the most NFL season MVP awards with Mark? Five? Uh, uh, Mark. Damn it. Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning is correct. If you've got sharp eyes, you'll notice that I switched in for one that was already on the board, which was a slight mistake. So I'll just change that other PM to something else. Holness <laughs> never did this. No, he didn't. <laughs> Let's have a TB in there. Nobody wants TB. No. In either form. <laughs> Mark picks the square. Uh, SG. 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 Which SG led the league in passes defensed in 2022? Adam. Adam. Source Gardner or Ahmad Gardner. Um, Source if you want Gardner to be literal. is correct. Yeah. Damn it. Adam Pickers a square. Let's go with. Oh, I mean, I'm going to have to make five, aren't I? Either way, um, I'll go with GS at the top. It could be key. It's gone for GS in the top left. Uh, this is a big corner. square, Adam. It it's is, a big it square. <laughs> Which GS led the league in completion percentage in the 2022 regular season? Oh, God. Um, Adam. Mark. Adam was first. No way! Ref! Geno Smith. <laughs> I'm not having that, Adam. Geno Smith is correct. What, that I was faster than you? Definitely weren't. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was some sort of evidence. But, but but you don't believe in evidence to uh you know, twenty one years on or whatever it is. 
It, that, that was as, that was oh, as forward as Wycheck's pass. <laughs> Adam, pick your next square. Let's go. Let's link those up. I'll try to with JW. JW. Which JW led the league in touchdowns during the 2022 regular Mark. season? Ad- oh. Mark. Should I kick uh, off at this point? It's. Um, <coughs> it, it, oh, fuck me. Too long. Like it's you can't be buzzing in and buying yourself thinking time. Adam. I mean, he knew it. <laughs> yeah, he knew it, but it took 20 minutes to get the answer out. Um, I've drawn a blank on his first name. It's the Detroit Lions running back, yeah, Williams. D- j- j- I'm going to ban you both from it then. Uh, yeah, I think well, you made the right decision. Jamal Williams. Jamal which, Williams, that's it. What JJ had the most receptions Adam. to down? Adam. Justin Jefferson. Oh, come Justin on! Jefferson, correct. <laughs> I'm boycotting the rest of this quiz. Good. Ah. Adam. I've only got to beat Rich. Got, I think I'm, 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 I'm much more confident. Oi. Rich, say, better, your name, Rich say, say your name now, Rich, and you might stand a chance. <laughs> Q, QW. QW. Which QW? Adam. Adam. Quinn and Williams. He fell into exactly the trap I was hoping he oh, would, not Quinn and Williams. <laughs> so, Mark and Rich, you can hear the full question. Which QW led the Jets? Which QW led? Which QW led the Jets in tackles for loss in the 2022 regular season? I can only assume it's Quincy Williams. It is Quincy Williams. I miss you, Quincy. That makes for an interesting board. It does. The question <laughs> is now: Are you going to try and block Adam off? Or are you going to do the other side of your board first? Let's find out. Oh shit! I've done it again. <laughs> Let's do the other side of the board. No, he's already in as well. Bloody hell. <laughs> Should we go with TB? Just because he's spending ages putting in the wrong letters. We're all there now. We're all there. It's good. It's fine. I regret using purple to denote the questions I haven't put on the board and black to use the question to denote the questions I have put on the board because I can't tell Limit of Heart in this light. Brilliant. TB, ER, JD. TB. Mark. TB, are you sure? Don't you have to wait for the question to be started? Sorry, Te- technically, technically. Which TB, Mark? Tom Brady. Wrong. <laughs> Adam. I knew it was going to be wrong. <laughs> Which TB is one of only three running backs with 10,000 plus career rushing yards with 5,000 plus career receiving yards? Um, TB. T B. Oh God. Um. I don't know. Rich, I'll let you steal it back if no, you, you can get don't. it. That's not the rules of blockbusters. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. My house, my rules. <laughs> I mean, I don't know either, but I was amused by Adam's indignation. That isn't, when... That's outrageous. That's not. The, that's literally. You feel like <laughs> it's exactly the same as the rules of blockbusters, and then we go back to the team of two. What's this? Yeah, because you've you've never misexplained rules or just made stuff up on the spot. Have you, <laughs> never. <laughs> okay, that was Tiki Barber. So we'll go for a TT. Jeez, oh, of course wow. it was. Which TT had the highest QB rating and depth of target during the 2022 regular season? It's just like made up names. I don't know. What's going on? The, Q- the QB rating was 105.5 and the depth of target was 8.9, if that's helpful. It's probably not. Not really. Um, right. Mm. Which quarterback in the 2022 regular season has the initials TT? 
I mean, that that's the question we're all trying to answer. Rich. <laughs> Rich. Is it Tyrod Taylor? It's not Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> he played, well I was done, wondering well whether done he played at all. <laughs> he played at least half a game, didn't he? Well, that's the thing. If he's played, like, enough snaps just to get on the board with those things... Adam, can you think of another TT quarterback? I'm going to have to go for a third T question. I mean, it's fairly clear that I can't at this stage. Uh... Oh, God, Mark. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, Adam, uh, uh, I don't need to buzz because it's mine. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's not. I don't know. No, it's not. He's no. taking forever. Come on, time him out. Come on, throw it back to the two again. No, I'm going to go for a TW instead. You both didn't get two at all. Fucking either. two -er. T W T T. It there's too many letters. <laughs> you only have to think of the first one of each one. Uh, what T W led all rookies in interceptions in 2022? Uh, Mark. Mark. Tariq Woolen. Tariq Woolen is correct. Mark. Well done. That was a hard one square. Bloody hell. Where are we going next, Mark? <laughs> Z W. Z W. Which ZW had the lowest QB Mark. average? Yes. Zach Wilson. Yes. I was really hoping Craig would be here for this quiz. <laughs> it's all right. He's getting furious right now in his headphones. <laughs> so, for, you, for all you listeners, we've got a very exciting board now. There's two squares in the bottom left-hand corner which will win Adam the game, and they're the two squares that Mark and Rich needs to get their line across the bottom of the board so it's sudden death pretty much unless they want to fill in meaningless squares Mark, what are you going for? Uh, I guess we'll go JD JD What JD was the only offensive player to force a safety in the 2022 regular season? The, uh, an offensive player to score, force a safety? What? Yes, so I guess it happened on special teams He's a tight end for Green Bay, if that's helpful. No. Uh, no. In which case, I will skim over Josiah DeGuara. No, nope, I'll never G instead. <laughs> no, no idea. Harsh. Very harsh. Which JG is the only player to have back-to-back -back regular season 200-plus yard receiving games? Calvin Johnson did it in the final week of the regular season and the first week of the playoffs, but this guy apparently is the only guy to have done it in the regular season. I can only think of one JG. If we get it wrong, are we done? Only if Adam gets only it right. Only can get it. All right, I'll, I've got one. I'll guess Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is not correct. Fuck. Adam. Sorry, Richard. <laughs> have right. you got a guess or am I, I no going? Idea. I don't know. I've got nothing. He's got nothing. So uh, Josh Gordon gets... <sighs> Uh, eliminated from the board. Wow. Let me guess, it was in 2013. Because every single time Josh Gordon comes up in conversation, he's compared to the 2013 version of himself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go for a JB then. Which JB leads the league in career rushing average yards per game at 104.3? Adam. Adam. James Brown? In... James... Ooh. Jim Brown. Jim Brown is correct. Cleveland Browns, Jim Brown. <laughs> Muddling my uh, soul singers with uh, my Cleveland Browns running backs for a moment. You said the wrong answer there. I mean, this, yeah, the, James the is James and Jim are the same same name, really. It's just a nickname. I didn't know whether James was a nickname or Jim was a given name, to be fair. It's, I, I mean... I, I, no, I think it's just an entirely different person, but let's not talk about it. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, let's give you an MR for a proper um, send off then, Mark. Mark, okay. Just you, Which Why not? MR was the first head coach in the league to be fired in the regular season? In what? Uh, in this regular season. Adam. Sorry. Adam. Adam. Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Well done, Adam. God, that uh, feels uh, like a long time ago. Mark, Mark, sorry, Mark. Matthew Rule. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same name. <laughs> so is James and Jim. Has anyone Pretty ever sure. been christened sure. Jim? <laughs> I think someone's probably been christened Jim. There's a lot of people. It's <laughs> true. There are a lot of people. <laughs> And yet, somehow, we get stuck with each other. Congratulations, Adam. Thank you. Get yourself some music. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. Excellent. I can only imagine how baffled um, anyone listening is going to be at what, what was going on. But, um, yeah, I've got well, music. It's all you need to know. As, as, with, as with everything Pat-related on this podcast, I'm sure he'll tweet out a link. I'll tweet out <laughs> a picture in this case. <laughs> Um, I mean, the letters won't mean anything if you see them because they changed. Or most questions, we didn't have a clue, so they they changed many times. Um, but bad luck, Marcus, or whatever your name is, um, whatever you were christened with. Were you even christened? Marquise. I know you were. I'm I know sure you were born in London. Marquise. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe how furious he is. He's really annoyed. He was. It was just like this on Friday when. He, he didn't get whatever head coach he wanted. And it was just... Oh, I look forward to hearing that because I've yeah. got no idea what happened there. <laughs> um, I imagine you were fairly similar on Sunday when the Bills played the Bengals. There you go. There's a random segue. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know you know how Buffalo, um, when they lost in Miami, blamed the Sun? Um, and then being absolutely screwed over. Um, well, I've I've seen today that um, they're blaming the fact that it was unfair that the Bengals got to play in white in the snow, um, so they couldn't see them. I, d- I don't think that the players are saying that, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested in who actually much, said much, it. Much in the same way that I don't think the players were blaming the sun in Miami. <laughs> I think it was, all right, Sean McDermott, whoever... Um, some deranged Bills fan on Twitter. It doesn't I think, matter. It I think it was laugh. more, yeah, Twitter. Arsenal, They're all the same maybe. person. <laughs> They're all the yeah. same person. It might have been Stefan Diggs because he seemed to be irrationally angry enough to to come out with something uh, something ludicrous. And um, yeah. I don't know if he's calmed down yet, uh, but it's fair to say he didn't take it well. No, no. It's. I mean, yeah. No, I don't think he did. Although fair play to the guy, he came out on Twitter and was like, "Do you want me to be happy about a win?" Like, I, fair enough. If you're pretty pissed off in that situation, I don't think I think surely fans should be more annoyed if a player just shrugs and then goes out for a bit. Oh yeah, I've got no problem with it. I don't care. I mean, I don't know what the context was. He was fucked off because we laid an absolute shit in the most important game of the season. Um, and you look at his, for him, it's a recurring pattern, especially it's. You look at his stats over the last six or seven games, um, and our our coaching has not found a way of getting him the ball. Um, I think if you look at the last one, two, three, four, five, six games, he's second half, he's not had more than two catches in any game. And I think he's fucking had enough of it. I'm not surprised. 
is crazy for a player of his quality. Even if he's got tight coverage, he's someone who's going to come down with the ball. Yeah, he gets plenty of targets in the first half. Um, and then people start to bracket him. And there's a bit on him. He needs to get himself open. But our scheme doesn't make adjustments enough to work out ways to get him the ball. And so, he's, he's on that. Simple question, probably not the simple answer. Why... Why? Why did you lose? I don't. I don't mean in a. I'm. I'm <laughs> going to take the piss out of you. Way. I mean, like from from the first drive, the Bengals just seemed more assured in the game, and nothing really changed from there on in. Yeah. Um. There were there were many 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 things. This wasn't the, you know, finding a way to like being inexperienced and losing against the Chiefs, having been up by two scores a couple of years ago. This wasn't crazy 13 seconds this was an absolute fucking beasting from start to finish um we lost because as we we spoke last time our offensive line was a disaster and josh allen had pressure in his face on almost every play our defense that we've invested three years of drafts in getting pressure on the quarterback couldn't get anywhere near Joe Burrow against an offensive line that had three players who were making their first start of the season. Um, it was it was laughably inept, and no changes were made to make any difference with it. It um, looked it looked to me like the snow was affecting them, uh, which didn't seem to apply. Did, the other did, side did, of the did, ball didn't affect didn't affect yeah, the Bengals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that that was the impression I had. They were almost being they were almost being a bit tentative and not. It just were, didn't, didn't have the confidence to just really have a go. I, I don't know. It was defense was was pushed around by their by their completely inexperienced offensive line. There was no pressure on Burrow at all. We couldn't tackle. Secondary looked all over the place. Two touchdowns. Our safeties got like were completely blown coverage. Um, I think a large part of it has to come down to coaching. The fact that the players didn't for some reason didn't look prepared. There was no plan when it wasn't working there were no changes made our corners were sat you can see multiple examples where our corners were sat 10 10 yards off the wide receivers joe burrow got the ball within a second the ball was gone five five six seven yards down the field and then some more yards after the catch they they did every drive they did it and we didn't make any changes our defensive line could get nowhere near them our plan for our offense is basically get a, get a receiver to run a go route and hope that Josh Allen can find him. In this game, he had players in his face all the time, so he, he didn't have time to hit the players that were on the go routes. Um, and we, we can't run the ball necessarily particularly well, so they didn't even have to respect that. But no, there, there was it was just... It was nothing. Every every one of our coaching decisions that were made were terrible, um, and I, I think there's serious questions because without without Josh Allen, you wonder where this team would come with the plan that they had, and it's it seems like a stupid overreaction. But I remember like Marty Schottenheimer's teams of the past racking up fantastic regular season records, and then every year they'd get to the playoffs and get hammered by a really good side that had a better plan for that one particular game 
And it feels like that's the way that we're going at the moment. When it gets to the biggest game, our coaches can't scheme up a way to get our players free, to take advantage of the other team's deficiencies and to get us over the hump. And that's where we're going with this coaching staff at the minute. I have a question then on that front. Do you think you're missing Dayball more than you expected to? Oh, I think no doubt, but only because of who we hired to replace him. Dayball has clearly proven to be an excellent leader. He's done a great job at the Giants. There's a reason that no rookie offensive coordinator has ever won the Super Bowl. It's never happened. And you're kind of, you're clearly in a Super Bowl window with the talent that you've got around. Um, and I'm guilty of it. I, I wanted Ken Dorsey because it felt like a sensible progression, given that that's who Josh Allen wanted. He was quarterback's coach. It made a lot of sense. But his <clears throat> his scheming throughout the season, since the Kansas City game onwards, has, hasn't been good enough. And it's it's like... It, like, I like think, I said, you, you fall into a trap of you. You've got, when you're the Buffalo Bills and when you've you've got Josh Allen, who... Yeah, most of the time, fair weather. If you pardon the slightly deliberate pun, <laughs> um, he he will just be better, and that will that will win you most games. But when you when and you it, come up and it when you come up against, against teams. You, well yeah, but when, so yeah, so exactly when you come up against a team comparable in how good they are, then you've got to have the edge with this stuff. Um, yeah. So may, yeah, may, maybe maybe you're a bit underprepared, but it it, it it surprised me. It really did. I think that. Like it's... not that not that I didn't rate the Bengals. Far from it. I just I just they were thought... fantastic. They were absolutely fantastic. They were prepared. Um, they've got they've got incredible weapons. But we didn't have a plan. The, the it, it our game plan that we've created. It's hard. It's hard, it's hard though. To be fair, when your your running game is what it is. It is. Like, but and, it's and not. That, but that it's means not just... that means you don't have as many options. You 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 can't. Well, you can't just it, go. Well, oh, let, let's let's run it all over them in this that, weather but because. That's, but that's true. But they they didn't have to do that. They did run the ball far far better than us. But they didn't have to run it all over the place. Our game plan doesn't fit. Well, sometimes it's just showing well. that you can though. Yeah, but we our our receiver room has two receivers in it that can win outside or downfield, and then a bunch of like no name slot guys, right? And then we operate an entire offense built around a deep ball. And we've got two receivers that are any good at that. One of them drops the ball all over the place. And the other one, we never seem to pass the ball to anymore in Stefan Diggs. There's no <laughs> quick pass aspect to this offense at all this year. And the, the, that role's completely vanished. And that was Josh Allen's comfort blanket for years upon years upon years. Like the, the year with the Cole Beasley year, that's who he passed to all the time. And that's gone. Allen's basically our, our entire plan is Allen's expected to scramble, avoid pressure, and find someone deep. And if that doesn't work, we've got nothing else. And that's what happened in this game. Mm. And it's, it's and that's because our offensive line doesn't give doesn't give Allen the chance to make that throw. And the twice you got the ball to Shakir underneath, he went for twenty yards. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting that they didn't try and use that more. And coming into this. It's fairly clear that the Bengals have more receiving weapons, better depth at that position. Yeah. So it needed your secondary and your pass rush to step up to handle that. And the pass rush was worse than I expected. Now, we've seen a fairly good second season from Rousseau, despite 
um, losing Von Miller, which got him more attention, but that's dwindled away and uh, <sighs> certainly wasn't really in evidence in this game. Yeah, Rousseau statistically has had a better season than last year, but it when it matters, how many times can you remember him making a play that you look back and you think, that made a massive difference in this game, like Von Miller did in the first couple of months. I'd say naught times in the playoffs and exactly. maybe not over yeah. the last quarter of the season either. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's mental when you think that we've we've like for four years now we've invested in that element of the pitch. We haven't drafted a pro bowler in four years. And I, I wonder if it's catching up with us. It's it, we've invested like our, our, our O-line coaches need to be the first coaches out the door. Our D-line coach needs to be not long behind him because the, the offensive line is worse. And if anything, outside of Von Miller, our defensive line, which was one of our strengths, is, I think, after Von Miller got injured, we were 27th in the league in pressures on the quarterback. It's not good enough. It's not going to win you games against really good offences. Yeah, and That's and... all we've drafted for four seasons. And we haven't either coached them up well enough or we haven't hit on a really good one. On the flip side, the Bengals, you know, as as you said, were exceptional. Um, yeah. And okay, maybe they didn't quite need to be, but they they you know it was it wasn't as if it was a complete blowout. Um, but it, it, it could have been. It, yeah, I know. I yeah, the the score. You know, you're still in the game until relatively late, I suppose. Even if you didn't, it didn't look like um, you you're going to win. But the the Bengals look fantastic. They they seemed they seemed motivated. Which yeah. with with all the, I mean, I, I, I've moaned about them since the Demar Hamlin thing about you know how how quickly it, football mattered again. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, before the guy was even conscious, they're whinging about um, the rules and what the NFL are doing about it. When not, well, ultimately, I think they were trying to trying to be as fair as they could be, and it was probably a good solution. Uh, but that seemed to that seemed to galvanize them and motivate them. The whole thing about they could they they're all constantly convinced they're getting screwed. They thought they were getting screwed in this game with the the touchdown catch that was chalked off, which kind of. I, I don't know, that's maybe a 50-50 one. Maybe they had a point, but that's the I mean it didn't matter as it turned out. But they that seems to be they've got a chip on their shoulder now about this stuff. And then Joe Burrow in the interview afterwards, yeah, you can all go and get your refunds. Which is ludicrous when considering the narrative was the Bengals had also sold tickets for a potential Jaguars game that they've had hmm. to now refund tens of thousands of. It's like it's such a weird narrative. Well, that, that must happen with every company. every single like, yeah. team or every game all the time. It's just because this game, it's a neutral venue. It became a story. And even the even the fucking Bengals Twitter tweeted it out after the game. And like, you think, you know, fucking don't be a prick. It's like you won the game. You were far better than the than Buffalo. Well done. Congratulations. Go on and win it. But let's not make it about refunds for a game because Jesus Christ. It's be yeah. better than that. And with regard to that dropped catch, that's consistent with how they've ruled that sort of catch all season. I don't necessarily agree with that interpretation of what is and isn't a catch, but if it comes loose after the guy goes to the ground out of bounds, they often say, okay, he hasn't completed the process of the catch, therefore we either rule it incomplete or rule it, yeah, rule it incomplete, no touchdown, it's incomplete either way. So I wasn't surprised on the video evidence to see that overturned, but I kind of disagree with that interpretation of what is or isn't a catch, but that's a separate issue. Yeah. I think you've also, there's also things that you've got to question 
and I know that it's kind of the way that the league works and like I've got my own thoughts on it, but you've got Ken Dorsey, a first year offensive coordinator who hasn't set the world alight, decided three days before this game to have an interview with the Carolina Panthers for the head coaching role. Conversely, you've got D'Amico Ryans at the 49ers who turned down two interviews in the week, chose not to have them so that he could focus on the 49ers game. That's um, not necessarily true. He had two interviews on the Saturday morning. Okay, well he's so, he's, like, he's moved stuff how, around. How many? Yeah. How many did he have? <laughs> or could he? Uh, have he was had? lined yeah. up. For, he was lined up for four, and he cancelled the second, the, the the last two because he was like, I don't have enough time for this now. Exactly, and I think that you know there's a different mentality there, and you look at how well the 49ers defense played and how well the Buffalo Bills offense played, and and I'm not saying that that's the only factor, but things like that play a part and the players know. And it, it seems, it seems ridiculous and reactionary to when you, when you look at the stats that the Bills defense and the Bills offense have created this year, but this is now three years in a row where the Bills defense has absolutely shit the bed on the biggest stage in the playoffs. And you have to get to a point where you say, Leslie Frazier, you know, you're an amazing coach. You've done a fantastic job, but have you taken this defense as far as you can? You know, the bend that don't break philosophy that he employs, is that going to get you over the hump in these biggest games? Maybe not. Um, and maybe it's time that you need to go in a different direction now. I, can, I, I know the conditions were what they were, but they Buffalo needed more offensively. It's that side of the ball I'd be more upset with. I'm not saying that, <sighs> I'm not saying the defense was great, but. Well, no, it was really poor. And, you've, and you've got I, you've you've got to do you've got think, to do more I think, offensively. I think it's, even I think it's complementary. I think it's complementary. You need the offense to do better. Yes, absolutely. But you need the defense to go and make a stop sometimes when the offense is play isn't playing particularly well, and they didn't really. Yeah, in, yeah, in, that's in, that's in, fair. When it matters, oh, special teams was the same. Didn't didn't really do anything. I think our longest kick return was like six yards. It's it was every single department that no one can come out of that game with any credit. Really, it was a it was our worst performance for years on the biggest stage possible. Yeah, it's 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 really unfortunate that the weather didn't help you with you know the type of game that the Bills like to play. But time of possession was such a big thing here. The the Bengals just dominated that. They didn't necessarily uncork lots of big plays like they have done during the season because obviously the weather meant that they they were riskier plays in those conditions. But like you say, it was the ability to they drop the ball off to someone on a screen and get seven yards. They'd run up well, the, the, the Bengals, and they'd yeah. get seven yards. There was just this constant work. The Bengals were second and three all day. The Bills were second and nine. You know, that's exactly. that's the story. And and they were able to dominate that. They used the run game. There's such a balanced offense. Like you talk, I mean, Pat mentioned the receiving weapons they have there. The ability to combine that with a run game that is one of the better in the league. I mean, you've got to be at, what top five, top ten at least. In, in terms of the quality of that run game, that they were just able to dominate time of possession. Your defense looked gassed in the second quarter. Like it just it just didn't ever look great. And that I think highlights what I think is the Bills' biggest problem at the moment is you you've had no proper run game for three or four years. And that to me is a front, once it gets to that point, it's a front office issue. There's something around the O-line where you're not getting guys in who can block 
because I don't think your running backs are bad running backs. I don't think they're talentless guys. I just don't think they're being given the space or the holes being open to run the ball. And if you can't do that, you can't get that time of possession. You can't give your D-line, you know, time to get their breaths back so that they can actually get some pressure on the ball. And that unbalanced offense has been an issue for the Bills for a long time. Until you fix it, I don't know that you're going to go to the championship game or the Super Bowl. It's uh, yeah, I think you're right. It's um, our, our O line has been cr- created to get Josh Allen room. It's not been a a run creating offense um, for for a while. Um, I, why there were no, why there weren't more Josh Allen design runs in this game, I don't know. Um, but again, scheme from the offensive coordinator, not sure. But I, I don't disagree with you. I think the offensive line is a mess. It doesn't create running holes. We don't run the ball that much anyway. Um, and when we do, it's usually not successful. Um, but it, it falls on it falls to the ground, the, the theory of that, when you're not even stopping like the defensive line getting to the quarterback, which is right. what they're supposedly really good at. Um, yeah, an awful lot were wrong. And I, I think when it comes to skill positions... You're right that the Bengals have far more weapons, but you look at those those skill positions they've got. That's a, a first, second, and third draft pick that are their top three receivers. They've got a second round pick that's their running back. The Bills haven't done that. The Bills have taken defensive ends for years, and none of them have become good enough. Um, but I think it, that's still the thing for the Bengals that's going to be an issue in this playoff run is that defense still isn't. It's good, but it's not great. And that's where, you know, this this game against the Chiefs, I'd be worried if I was the Chiefs, if I'm honest. The Bengals look like a very, very good football team right uh, now. Rich, Rich, what are you, Rich, Rich, hold on, hold on. This is the Red, White and Buffalo Blues podcast, isn't it? Are you talking about the Bengals here? <laughs> well, I am wearing, I mean, I know it's a San Francisco Giants hoodie, but it is orange. Um, yeah, there was another team in this game, apparently, um, that just about, just about crept over the line. Um, they, were, they were brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant. They had, what a scheme. The they more than crept over the line. Yeah, <laughs> the, their their scheme was was incredible. Joe Burrow never looks flustered. He's helped by the fact that our defensive line didn't get anywhere near him. Um, you look at what the Chiefs' offense did after Mahomes picked up his injury that we'll come on to, I'm sure. But every one of them, to a man, looked like they stepped up and managed to keep creating space for him in the pocket in order for him to be able to still make the plays that he wanted to make when he came back in the second half, ours fell on its face. And the Bengals, to their credit, took full advantage. They were incredible. Um, and, I, you know, I think that they're probably favourites going into the championship game. We'll get to that in a minute. The The Chiefs obviously got there by by beating the Jags, only, only by one score in the end, although that there was a some onside kick stuff going on at the end. So it, it maybe was a bit more comfortable. Pat, you came over. We watched that. We watched that game. Um, it's obviously obviously nice to have a bit of, bit of company in this in this crazy British world of NFL fandom. Um, I mean, it was the Chiefs were always going to be favourites in this game, but that huge moment of of Mahomes twisting his ankle, high ankle sprain, whatever you whatever you're going to call it, not a dirty hit. Come on, Twitter, don't mm-hmm. be ridiculous. Um, and yeah, you don't. You obviously don't ever want to celebrate an injury. I mean, you're 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 certainly not wired that way. Um, but it's hard to escape the fact that as soon as that happens, you think, well, that that gives 
the Jags a bit more of a chance here, yeah. Yeah. Um, but as as it turned out, they had that weird. I mean, Henny came in, Chenny came in for a drive and took the ninety nine yards for a touchdown, almost without you really noticing. You just seemed to so shocked by what was going on with Mahomes that um, it it caught everyone unawares. Then Mahomes came back and did Mahomes things on one leg. They're not quite the same as the Mahomes things on two legs, but beware, beware an injured player. Um, yeah, it was the... a disappointing day game all round from a Jags perspective. And I'm not just saying that because they lost, it's the manner of the loss as well. Neither the offense or the defense performed at their best level. And we needed both of those two things to happen to hang with the Chiefs and 20 to 27 probably flatters us in the end. I don't, um, I don't think you were a million miles off, though. I don't think it was a. It wasn't a shit the bed sort of performance. To... Yeah, and that's almost more frustrating because you can see yeah, that yeah. there's more to give from both sides, and you're close. So if they were at their peak against an injured Mahomes, or at, at their peak, which would mean they wouldn't let Chad Henney drive 98 yards for a touchdown. But yeah, barely any pass rush, and that led to the inevitable problems that you would expect against the Chiefs and. We allowed uh, Travis Kelsey to have a million uncontested catches, which got infuriating Uh, as the game went on and on. You'd think, you know, we've played them once this season, so you should have an idea about what their biggest weapon is and what you need to do to shut that down. One of the one of the few good things the Tennessee Titans did this year was was take them to overtime when we had Malik Willis under centre and. A big part of that was taking Kelsey out of the game, um, and yeah. but but you still you still watch Mahomes and he'll still complete to he'll complete passes to someone you've got to Google instead if you do if you do that um, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. But eighty percent eighty percent of the games that I've watched chunks of the Chiefs playing in this year, most of the time they're getting those those throws to Kelsey and he always just seems to be wandering through the middle of, of the pitch with no one paying attention to him. It's it's well you think you'll think he's easily gets open. So so you'll think he's blocking. Like he sells right. he sells that. That I mean that's obviously part of being a tight end, but um the number of times he'll he'll genuinely fool a defense into thinking that he's he's an extra blocker in there. And he'll just with uh, you'll click your fingers and he's just he's just open. 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. Like, well, how did you get there? Yeah, and that, That's yeah. the thing. That's my point. This is not a Jags issue. This is a the way the NFL is played issue where he's just so much better than other players around him. 14 out of 27 catches, 17 out of 35 targets, right? So you've got to know it's coming and you've got to commit to stopping it at some point because you can't let him go for most of his team's catches and yards and touchdowns. It's just... But He's he got needs that to, to it, particularly over eight quarters of football. He needs so much attention, and that takes it away from other areas of the field. And yeah, well, I do think, that's, I do think, I do think yeah, that's one yeah. of the biggest issues, though, is that once Mahomes gets injured and you know he's got to throw off that injured ankle, is you can probably allow a little bit less attention to the guys on the perimeter and make sure you're shutting down those middle, you know, underneath routes and all the, you know, the there are a couple of couple of times. Couple of times where I looked at you during the game, where you think you know you know a run's coming here because of the situation, and they, uh, you felt that they hadn't quite twigged. Do you think the Jags were distracted by the Mahomes injury? Uh, it sounds a weird thing to say, but like, did it? Were they well? Obviously, the media were focused on that. The Kansas City Chiefs were focused on that. 
Um, but did they focus maybe too much on what's going on with Mahomes rather than actually just it, the game itself? Would that be a fair thing to suggest? It didn't really feel like they reacted to it at all. I didn't see an increase in like blitz percentage or anything, which is kind of what you'd expect. Maybe that was on how well they picked it up, but it was only a small number of plays that really made the difference. I mean, that deep 60-yard bomb that hit um, Christian Kirk in both his hands and ended up on the floor, he catches that in a seven-point game suddenly. But it felt like the Chiefs are like a distance runner and they've got a lead and they're just looking over their shoulder seeing you approaching or not approaching and just going mm. as fast as they need to get to stay ahead of you. So I've no doubt if it was a game like they had against the Bills this time last year, if we were scoring 35 points on them, they'd be doing enough to score 37 and win it. So they did what they needed to do to get over the line. Um, whether they can do that again with a not fully fit Mahomes against the Bengals is another question. And I feel like on the basis of those two games, I have the Bengals as slight favourites now, depending on just how close to fully fit Mahomes is going into well, the that. That's, that's everything. That is absolutely everything. And if he's, I mean, it, it's, Obviously, every it's like every talk show in America is about Mahomes' ankle all week, and it's it's going to be unbearable if it's not already. So let's not add to it too much. But like a few people have said said that an injury like that, you can go back into the game fine, but then it's the next day you'll feel it. You'll wake you'll wake up the next morning in twice the agony, um, and yeah, you can you can put all the strapping you want around it, um, but ultimately. That's just to stop it moving, and you won't be as mobile. Like whatever no, happens, he won't be it's as mobile. Three to six weeks at three, least to come back. Exactly from that. Like that yeah, to usually, and that's if you season. stay off it. Well, T- yeah, Tannehill's had the season, same. Exactly. Tannehill had the same injury this year and missed a couple of games in the first place. Then came back, not quite fit, aggravated it again, went on IR, um, and also came back into the game the, when he re-aggravated it against the Chargers, which. Uh, it, yeah. it seems ludicrous looking back and you wonder if they hadn't done that, what might have been. But, you know, it, it's it's not a trivial, let's run it off type injury. This this is going to, at best, significantly hinder him. Yeah, there's no way they won't pump him full of painkillers and get him out there, though, because the drop-off is too big against a team that, that they absolutely have to have their best players playing in. That's the thing. I think like it felt like the Jags missed an opportunity. Um, and I don't know whether that was because they just didn't take advantage or weren't capable. It, maybe it was a year too early for them to be able. Well, that, to that's hence my question about were they were they distracted by it? Did they focus on? What I don't know did? if it was. I, I don't know if no. it was distracted or whether they just they didn't have the the scheme or the weapons to be able to take advantage of it. Whereas next year, another year better, they may have been able to. The Bengals will be able to take advantage of that situation. No question. Think. They've got the talent. They've got the experience. They've got the coaching staff. And if if Mahomes isn't fully fit, the Bengals will find a way to exploit it. They will get to him. In They've the definitely got that, a better pass rush than we have. Yeah, in in the way that the the Jags weren't able to, um, they will be able to score points where it, where the Chiefs may not be able to score points. Um, that the bookies have the Bengals as t- as two and a half point favorites in this game in um, Kansas City, and that doesn't happen often. Uh, Arrowhead's quieter than uh, Jacksonville, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fact check that. Um, I can I... Uh, send you the decibel meter pictures if you want. <laughs> There's only three in it. It was close, but um, 
Oh, you mean you're serious? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Probably not um, average over the course of the season, but that game versus the game against the Chargers, which is the most the Chiefs preseason game versus the Jags Week 18 game against the Titans. The Jags came out louder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That one too. <laughs> yeah, they, I've, I'm with you. The Bengals. You'd think just, just I mean, part of how they look so good against Buffalo. Can they repeat that? Even if they don't even quite repeat that you, do, do you know still... what's stupid there's a bit the, the bit of me that i question is you go back to the week before and the ravens gave a perfect blueprint in how you stop or you how you like do a damn good job in stopping burrow and the bengals the bills just completely chose to ignore that and didn't do any of it and were, were horrendous if the chiefs defense which is much improved and their their dc um, whose name completely escapes me, but is a is a naughty boy of a defensive coordinator, hmm. um, Spagnola. That's him. And um, if he's paid any attention, he will completely ignore anything that the Bills did in trying to stop the Bengals, and pay a lot of attention to what the Ravens did because they did a fine job and could have beaten them. Let's not forget. Um, if he's got anything about him, he'll be he'll be watching that game on repeat constantly and finding ways to emulate it because we didn't. Is are the best are the best two quarterbacks in the AFC facing off in the AFC Championship game? Um, was this a because I had this argument Can't with Craig? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I decided not argument, but a disagreement with Craig um, about the Bills Bengals matchup. You know, I was in the Josh Allen camp. He very much in the in the Joe Burrow camp. Um, I... Is is this like? I mean, how good is he? Um, but Burrow, I mean, he, him, second year in a row, it's him versus presumably Mahomes. Um, this this time, more of the ducks are in line for him. He was there with complete outsiders a year ago, and caught, yeah, we all know what happened. Um, now they're going to be slight favourites because, well, mostly because of Mahomes' ankle and the fact that they are a bit better than they were last year. It could. Well, I'm not saying they're going to come unstuck, but I think, I think Burrow, I Burrow is a fantastic quarterback. Fantastic quarterback. I think if you put Josh Allen in the Bengals, he looks better than Joe Burrow. I think he's got more, more, more skills in that position than Joe Burrow has for me. Um, what Joe Burrow's got is a phenomenal scheme that allows him to make the best. He's got better weapons around him in terms of the average of all the players. Um, and he he's incredibly calm, incredibly cool. He just, he gets it done and he's, he's unbelievably good. Um, but I think he's in a far better offensive situation in the scheme that he's in. I disagree. I think, I think they're, both very much on a level in terms of the the quality of what they bring in the quarterback position. They just bring it in very, very different ways. Um, Alan is more athletic. He's a threat with the legs. Uh, he's got obviously a cannon of an arm, but Burrow is more calculating. He's more accurate in his throwing. Um, he's less athletic, but I think they're both, I, I think it's very difficult to say one's better than the other because of the style yeah. of quarterback that the two of them are is very different from each other. And that's because of the scheme that they're in. Also, also second year versus sixth year, sixth year, and, and Josh Allen had a slow start. Um, Joe Burrow hasn't had the slow start. You'd expect him to continue to improve. 
Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. No Three or four years' time, he might be incredible. best player in the league. Who knows? Yeah. He's, he's, he's a phenomenal player. Considering his age, considering... Um, yeah, everything about him, the situation he's in, and what that what the Bengals have been through. I think he's got more playoff wins now than like every other or the previous five or six Bengals quarterbacks who went to the playoffs combined. Um, yeah, he's unreal player. And that's a very but that's a very low baseline you're setting there. <laughs> <laughs> they had some talent at quarterback, <laughs> some a, talent a little while ago, but they had some talent. <laughs> <laughs> Carson Palmer was a good player. Carson That's Palmer true. was decent. That's true. Uh, yeah, I was so... thinking more of the uh, Andy Dalton years. Andy Dalton's all right. He was great in the regular season, just shat his pants every time he got to a yeah. playoff game. Was it, <laughs> that was it like, him? That sounds like the Bills. Was it him? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So we think the Bengals are. I think there's a consensus of marginal favourites given Mahomes' ankle. Oh, we do. We think that's the way the game's going to go. I want to argue that there's a fact we haven't really talked about here, which is the re- the revenge game aspect for the Chiefs. And there are a lot of very talented players there that will be determined that this is their year to get to the Super Bowl. And they will have been harboring that for a long time um, against the Bengals and they will want their revenge. And there'll be a lot of that aspect of things in their locker room over this week um, that I think will be very very motivating for them and you can't rule that out as a factor i do think if you just went into this as a, as a kind of clean game based on the mahomes injury probably being one that hampers him but doesn't keep him out then the bengals for me are favorites just but i do think that revenge factor does bring a lot to a team yeah especially if jared mckinnon can keep blocking men twice his size and making it look it was horrific um, it depends which way you look at it. The there is, of course, the possibility that Mahomes wins this game on one leg, further aggravates his ankle, and we all have to watch the Super Bowl with Chenny in it. Um, well, he'll have he'll have a couple of weeks to recover because there's, there's that bye week off that nothing's happening, right? Imagine the uh, imagine a Super Bowl that is Chad Henny versus Brock Purdy, just like we all planned. I, would, <laughs> I wouldn't object to that, um, or Josh Josh Johnson. Um, who, who knows? Oh, please no. I <laughs> know. Oh, did he? Did he not say that Jimmy G? Like... Uh, if honestly, <laughs> he 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 will be a backup for that game if he's able to suit up. Like just just leave it at that, please, 49ers Whatever you do, leave. Can you imagine <laughs> the fallout. <laughs> It'd be unbelievable. I mean, the the guys played in the Super Bowl. He's got he's got experience. Oh, I mean, you, don't overthink it, please. Right, um, the NFC then, no doubt we'll talk about the the Niners for about twenty minutes shortly. Uh, but there was another game between the the Giants and the Eagles, which wasn't much of a contest. Oh, I was pumping. I was nodding off, probably by the second quarter and the, the time it started uh pat wasn't pat's you know a, a pro at these things um watched watched the whole game it it wasn't happening for the giants i think it maybe a, a step too far for for their roster despite our coach of the year brian dable being in charge they didn't have nearly enough it was a flicker of hope when they scored the first touchdown of the second half and this may be just because of Jaguars charges the other week but they forced the eagles to punt twice but they couldn't get it going on offense consistently enough. And yeah, it was too much from too far behind for them. And 
you know, they've got further than anyone expected this season, so fair play to them. Um, the Eagles march on and looked very dangerous. You know, we were thinking for the Giants to have a chance in this one, they need to play at their absolute peak, which they didn't. And they need the Eagles to be still looking a little bit rusty, like they looked in Week 18 with Jalen Hurts coming back. And he didn't have that much to do through the air. They didn't make him run that much, but he looked better than he did in Week 18. He looked like he's trending in the right direction to take the Eagles all the way. Feels like when it's difficult to read too much into any of it because it was it was over so quickly. They didn't have um, to get out of the, 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 Yeah, it was so, so much better. So we don't, I think it's, it feels like it's been the case all year with the Eagles. Like we don't really know how good they are still, which seems seems bonkers. They might be, well, we'll come, we'll come to this. They might be off, off to the Super Bowl. And we still don't know. Um, but if, if if they're off to the Super Bowl, we'll we'll probably know a bit more a bit more about them, I guess. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though? It, it just feels like that's, they've won a lot of games like that. Um, they look like a, an incredibly dangerous team. Um, they look very, very balanced. Both sides of the ball look really, really strong. But I think could, a, could a the of... could the lack of tight finishes come back to hurt them? Like when when it counts, like if just because I'm not saying they can't do it, but they haven't really done it. I don't so... know. I mean, they're, they're, it's one of those weird things. But I mean, we talked about well, the Vikings got knocked out last week by the Giants, and we all knew that they weren't that good during the season. I mean, I thought they were pretty decent, but a lot of people were arguing against that. Um, and then this week the Giants got knocked out and I've been arguing all season long that they don't deserve to be in the playoffs. Um, but the Eagles handled their business. There was a concern that they would come into this game with a rusty quarterback who hadn't been playing enough recently, uh, you know, a week off from, with a bye where they might be looking a little bit of a slow start and none of that was the case. They looked on it from the off. They never looked like they were going to let up. Um, I mean, Pat mentioned early in the second half. Maybe the Giants got a little bit of a foothold in the game, but they were very, very quickly kicked away from that foothold. Uh, and, and the Eagles never really looked back from that point onwards. I don't, I don't think it would have mattered, but the Giants went for it on, I think, fourth and eight. Might have been that their, was first, funny. Their, far, their first drive of the game, maybe, or the second drive of the game, where you think, okay, they're trying to... They've realised what's happening in this game and it's a desperate attempt to keep pace, but it's just too early to be throwing the dice like that, I thought. Um, so I think it's I think it's one of those moments where you go for it thinking we're massive underdogs here. We we've got nothing to play, we've got nothing to lose. If we go for this and get it, it might be a bit of a dagger blow that actually gets all of our players up and puts them on edge. Yeah, but fourth and eight it I, is a massive risk, obviously. Yeah, I, I just like I like and I get the yo, oh, you're in no man's land logic, but you've still got a punter and like give give the Eagles a thirty yards longer field rather than I mean what like how many times what percentage of times are you going to convert on fourth and eight like like fine if you if your offense is unstoppable and you you take a sack and you end up there and you you're playing so well you think you can convert anything that's but they weren't this is this is the thing if you the the like, sack on that play was killer as well. Because you might as well just put the ball up for grabs at that point, and maybe one of your guys comes down with it. But if they don't, you're back to the line of scrimmage, or maybe they stupidly intercept it, and <laughs> you're effectively just putting that putting up a, a thrown punt. But that was part of the problem in this game was that last week we were all talking about how Daniel Jones looked like a real boy and an actual QB, and this week he went back to being the Daniel Jones that we know and 
think is a bit mediocre and just doesn't really know what he's doing. I feel more comfortable if he's like that. He didn't, <laughs> didn't sit quite right somehow. He may, he may have just uh, tanked his uh, off-season value for the, the potential contract negotiations that he's about to have. <laughs> yeah, well, you want because it was it's likely that they were going to only be able to extend either him or Saquon Barkley because they both need deals, and you wonder if he's just cost himself that contract. Because you're right, in order to stand any chance in this game, he needed to play like he played against the Vikings, and I get it that his offensive line didn't really give him a huge amount of help, but he also didn't help himself. This was this was bad, bad Daniel, and um, he's not one of those quarterbacks like Lamar where you think. If you don't extend him, he's difficult to upgrade from. No. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, your your worry is that the one game that he had against the Vikings is something that is the new gear, like he'll go somewhere else and he'll end up being that player in the long term. But I think we've seen from this week that that was probably the exception to the rule. Yeah, I think I still feel that. Um, Brian, Brian Brian Dable might not be too upset if it if it's like say he does go and he gets he gets to have a hand in who they pick up like whether that's in the draft or free agency or whatever and he might have that that team could have easily have a new lease of life because as as we said the roster isn't great but they've they're well set up to to rebuild. That's the problem though is that this playoff run has actually cost them draft capital that could have been very usefully used to try yeah. and get in those pieces. What will be interesting would be, oh, genuinely, it would be hilarious if they go all out and get someone like Lamar. <laughs> I don't, I'm not, that's not what I would do, I don't think, but who knows with the, with the, with the Giants. Um, the, the other, the other game, um, Cowboys 49ers. This was, uh, the 1912 score suggests it was, a bit dour, far from it. I thought this was a brilliant game. Of course, Loved you did. Know, a defensive fest. <laughs> it wasn't. It was. It was. Oh, it, it was, and it was fantastic for all of that. I, I, I no, no, no. I mean, I, bit, I, I loved. There were signs of, of yeah, but there were signs of life with the offenses. It was one of those like you. There were. It was a good bat, like a, a cricket match. A good balance between bat and ball. This was that, <laughs> and and I think the 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 final score perhaps doesn't flatter either offense which a bit, a bit harshly because um, there were a lot there were quite a few field goals so there was this, a, this was two defenses that are probably the best two in the league just un- unbelievably good in every aspect of what they do with game plan with excellent defensive coordinators that are at the height of their powers scheming up proper ways to stop the ball and they did it phenomenally this came down to one drive where fucking George Kittle became a circus clown. He's <laughs> <laughs> always a circus clown. Yeah, but but more ridiculous. so, um, it came down to that George Kittle drive was the only was the only difference. That was where the Cowboys didn't manage to stop them. Um, otherwise, it would have probably been settled by the odd point with a field goal somewhere. The defenses were that good. But what 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 I meant by what both teams were at various stages able to move the ball. Uh, but they they tended to run up against something um, in the red zone or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just it was just really really good as a, as I say. Uh, I don't know how another injury obviously with Tony Pollard now. Yeah, bad one as well. So it obviously he was he was out the game. That was that was immediately immediately clear. Um, and this is where like obviously Dallas 
the coaching staff didn't think Zeke was good enough to to come in and and, and step up, which I think is a, a little bit of that's, that's some nonsense there. I don't understand. Like they just didn't seem to trust him. Ten carries for twenty six yards suggests that he wasn't good enough. Well, he's yeah, not, but they weren't. They weren't. Guy. We were we were looking far more nervous facing Pollard than we were facing Zeke. Every time he had the ball, it was like a two yard carry, pretty much. And Pollard was gashing us at times for like seven, you know, seven yard runs. I think it felt, it felt they were throwing the ball ball, is what I meant. Than... Well, that too, but that's the reason why is because he just Zeke just wasn't yeah. effective against our front. He doesn't have the ability to make the cuts that you need to make against that defense, and and that was ultimately the problem for them and I, you saw it happen and it wasn't I mean just one of those awkward tackles where the guy's got him around the waist but just falls into him um, I think it was Jimmy Ward that made the tackle uh, and at the, at the time you look at it like that doesn't look great particularly for such a um, such a dynamic runner that he yes. is like he's not like he's a power runner where you could sort of push through that he needs to be able to make those cuts um, and I think that did make a difference like it it definitely helped us contain them a bit more. And Dak looked nervous, looked jittery when he was throwing the ball and just never really looked like he was able to move it on us in a way that I worried that he would before the start of the game. It was a classic Dallas performance in a sense in that they either overpower a team or they lose an arm wrestle because they don't have it in the clutch. And we've seen that a few times this season. And that last drive when you've got, I don't know, minute 20 to uh, go the distance was just a shit show. And What did they say? So, well, part part of the fact that they were in that situation was the drive before, where just before the two-minute warning, when they still had all their timeouts and it was fourth down, they took about 20, 30 seconds to punt the ball away. Yeah. Like, you don't you don't have 20 or 30 seconds. I. Uh, Either either call a timeout then if you really need to take your time in your pump formation, but this you, you've got to be prepared for these. I this, think that was I think that was uh, confusion in the coaching staff where they they had yeah, to decide well, whether they were going to go for it on fourth down or whether they were going to punt. I also don't understand why you punt in that situation at all. It was the I mean, no, I think that's the right I think that's the right call for what it's worth because I, I'm, I'm not so sure. Um, you've, I wasn't still, you've still got you've still got all those timeouts, and uh, as it proved, all, all and, what often and they, and they is... do traditionally use those timeouts well. The <laughs> <stuff. laughs> well, quiet, but it that it it was just you, yeah. Okay, if if you think if you're thinking about it, if you're not sure what to do, then use a use one of those timeouts, and, and I also make the decision. You, and you've got to you've got to keep your timeout safe because you had that last play in the locker. That you um, that you need to bust out in the time that it really makes a difference. And I mean, I did I did enjoy Zeke getting absolutely bulldozed at centre. What was that about though? The whole thing. Yeah, it's just ridiculously of... over elaborate. Like you you fucked it, and now you're embarrassing yourself. Off the back of their last play of the season last year, yeah. where they tried that whole run up the middle and then ran out of time. Um, it looks like you're trying to be overcomplicated, and then to go and do something like this on your last play of the season, and I get it's just one play. It doesn't. They haven't. They didn't lose the game because of that. No, play. they didn't. But that's what a lot of people re- will focus on, and it's more just cowboy stupidity. Like to the two, the play. stupidity came before it. Well, more stupidity. The two plays before <laughs> that, one of them was um, Dawson Knox. Oh God, sorry, Dawson Schultz, um, going backwards to get out of bounds. When oh, come on, you've got to know what the rules are. 
So the clock continues oh. to run. Then there was the other one where the reception where he was just too lazy to get his feet down, just assumed that didn't even look. And just uh, and, it out of bounds. Like it's, so it's incomplete. So that cost him 12 yards or whatever. So instead of a Hail Mary. So if, they, yeah, if he completes that pass by actually looking at where the sideline is when he makes a very easy catch, then you've got a chance of a Hail Mary or whatever. So it's because of that that they've had to delve into this bag of tricks and came up with whatever this was. More like <laughs> the, a bag the, of dicks. The ridiculous thing is, why would you throw it to a guy? I mean, that throw was terrible as well. Like Rather than landing it on the guy so he can take it on the ground, the guy's got to jump up grab it in the air and just gets absolutely leveled by our safety. He was getting leveled wherever Dak threw that. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was, that it was, was the, f- the first target on that drive that didn't go to Schultz. Incomplete Schultz, Schultz nine yards, Schultz nine yards, incomplete, oh, incomplete Gallup, sorry. And then the Schultz out of bound one. So yeah, it was uh, oh, just, I mean, it's kind of what you want for <laughs> Dallas because it's what their season's been all over and it, they're not and the better side to go forwards. It was interesting afterwards seeing their social media throwing Dak under the bus. So that's yes. a narrative I wasn't expecting. Wow. Yeah, that was all questionable. That, that. That's just, it says everything about that organization you need to know. Yeah. No attempt to protect the players, no attempt to try and, you know, keep things a bit civil, just like fuck everyone, throw throw all the toys out of the pram. And, uh, and yeah. It's so rare to see that for your golden boy quarterback, though. I mean, like, of all is the he, people, is, to pick. Is, he, is he that though? I know that he's like he's Jerry Jerry Jones's man, but is he the rest? I don't Not think now, that's apparently. the problem. I don't think that's the problem. No, well, I mean, it's certainly, not the, it's certainly not the defense. The so head coach is a big part of the problem. The, the general the managers, coach, are the part general of the manager, problem. but yeah, it's fact. the the top is the issue. I think if you if you have Dak in a decent system, if you're not paying Zeke Elliott a stupid amount of money so you can actually invest in you know better better offensive lines and better offensive weapons, I think I think they're a, a much better balanced side, and ideally a better coach side if you don't have McCarthy there. But I agree. With, I agree with Mike McCarthy. I think he's got. I think he's got a perfectly good situation. I think Kellen Moore, a lot of people are interested in Kellen Moore as a, as the head coach. Um, he's got C.D. Lamb. He's got Schultz, who's a perfectly serviceable tight end. Um, he's got, they've got some weapons. I think Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy are issues, I grant you, but I, I'm not convinced that Dak is ever going to be a quarterback that gets the, I, the line. I really hope that Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy stay there as a pairing for a long, long time. <laughs> <laughs> Mike McCarthy is like how that guy is still considered to be a top quality coach, head coach in this league. I have no idea. Like ruined basically the main years of Aaron Rodgers' career. Now he's got a step down quarterback and he's like, funnily enough, he's not able to get anything out of him either. I, just, I don't get it. You've really got it in for Dak today, haven't you? I mean, well, I'm not, like, I'm not think... like the biggest Dak fan, but I don't think he's that bad. No, <laughs> he, he's not that bad, but I who's mean... the biggest Dak fan? Who's... Jerry Jones, I think. Scooter Magruder. Rich, your your Niners weren't blameless in the doing stupid things stakes, by the way. Firstly, the clock management and the run up to half time, you got away with a field goal. Um, Could have maybe been more. Um, Again, a bit of dithering. That's not. I know know um, that's not. It's a poor, decision. That's not poor planning. That is exactly what Shanahan does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time and time again. I, I don't love it. I'd love him to be more aggressive and go for a touchdown before the half. But more often than not, if they're getting the ball after the half, he will try and run as much time off the clock 
try and get a chunk play to get us into field goal range, kick the field goal and be done with it and not it's, leave them any time really on It's really negative for everything that, else that you do, it, like the way you play the game. It, it is, but he has that cautious streak in him and he always has done and he's not a guy that will go for it on those, fourth and four. He's not he's, a guy... He's, a, is he an, he's an analytics guy, right? Not really. Well, he's more of a he's more of an old school coach. I mean, he comes from that like years and years of being around those eighties and nineties team as a kid. Um, just kind of assume like even well, maybe there's a bit of analytics, but he's not. He's definitely not the type of coach that will purely listen to the analytics. I think he's the kind of coach that understands how he reads the game and what he expects from the game, and will stick to that over and above anything else that someone will tell him. He's quite arrogant in that way. But I think, and well, instincts and analytics to me are saying there you get that first down as quickly as you can, and if and and if not, you get you back your defense. I don't, I don't disagree with you, but that is the way he always seems to play those situations, and so I'm now used to it. It frustrates me in the moment, but ultimately you get that three points on the board and you go into the into the locker room with a lead. Also, I'm not done with. Uh criticizing stupidity elijah mitchell for oh yes going out of bounds <laughs> yeah i mean all on the ground and the game the is the game is all but mathematically over um mind you he's only, he's only a wouldn't second have got year. to see all that dallas farce if he hadn't done that so i suppose <laughs> he's, he's done the world a favor he's only a second year running back and so you can sort of accept a little bit there that he's maybe a bit overexcited he doesn't get the ball as much he's been coming back from injury but yeah absolutely have to go down in that situation before you cross the the, the line it's Given how well he's played since he's come back, I'm going to be, and the fact that we won, I'm going to be forgiving. But if he loses us the NFC Championship game because well, of doing suppose, something like that, I suppose then on I'll the plus furious. side, he, he won't do something like that twice. Um, so you'd hope not. Get, get it out of the way in a winning cause, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I thought, I thought generally we we struggled against the Cowboys' defense, but they're a very, very good defense. And any team struggles against them, or most teams will struggle against them when they're playing at that level. Um, but we, the things that I was impressed by were, you know, Brock Purdy's poise in that situation. He's coming under more and more defensive line pressure as the season's gone on. He didn't panic, did he? He, he didn't blink. To, he's, yeah, he just looks composed in those situations. I mean, Mark when they the when George they had Kittle, to get that they had to get that drive. Yeah, they, the they were ready Kittle to catch. do it. Yeah, George Kittle was not even in the progressions in that in that play, but he realizes that he's not really doing much blocking. Comes free, waves a hand in the air. Purdy sees him and hits him in stride. I mean, the fact that he juggled it, he, he should have just caught it. He didn't need <laughs> to juggle it. Yeah. Um, and and the juggle was, was amazing to chuck because it on he's, his face. I, I love the fact. Yeah, it hits him in the face guard, and then he grabs it out of the air and pulls it back towards his body just as the safety is laying a hit on where the ball would have been and just flies past the front of him. It just makes me laugh every time I see it. And obviously I've seen it a lot on social media. He's got, he's just in players like that are instinctive in those situations and yeah. you can't buy that. Like it's, I, I love how much joy Kittle plays the game with. He just seems to enjoy every single moment, even like guys pancaking him. He'll still be like, Oh man, that was so much fun! You you got me there. Like he's never that kind yeah. of guy to sulk if he gets beaten. 
he's just as happy to be out there playing the game as a, cu- a couple of times where he did like he, he got tackled like he he took a big hit or something and he sort of got up with a big grin almost to pat the back of the guy who's tackled him yeah. and the defender just... looked like defender there was one point i can't remember who, i don't know who it was but the defender just like I, i'm not interested in this get away from me like, <laughs> you're unbearable that's, <laughs> that's part of what he brings to the game is that it almost is it's almost a little bit confusing to defenders to be in <laughs> yeah. that situation where you've not got a guy just getting up and like shouting in your face you've got this guy bouncing up and in like this false nebraskan accent being like oh hey boy you you've really got me there <laughs> it's like it's so funny you're not meant to enjoy the game come on right. <laughs> for me he's exactly gonna... like in the human form of what a dog would like if a dog was playing american football that's what he is <laughs> yeah. he's, he's, oh, this is my favorite thing this is my favorite thing oh i've been hit this is my favorite thing he's a fucking labrador he's a yeah. massive overgrown labrador 100%. i mean with the hair as well right yeah 100 percent. it's exactly what he is and i love it i'm here for it it's <laughs> nice watching really like likable players making really good plays because often it's bell ends but no it's nice to be able to celebrate <laughs> with them twice yeah yeah um, all, all else is i just i thought it was a really really good performance from the niners and um, given what they were given their opposition given everything and um, which is kind of what we expected um can they do it again can they give the eagles a a game can they beat the eagles in philadelphia this is this is actually almost turned in. I can't believe that I can't believe I'm about to say this. This almost turns into the more intriguing of the championship games for me. You know, but last the... week we said this round is often the most interesting round of the whole playoffs, and it turned out to be four mediocre games that weren't really competitive. I heard that narrative a lot, and I think in general it's true, but this year it wasn't. This next round looks like four absolutely exceptional teams coming up against one another. These are the best four teams in the league by a distance, I think. Yeah. These these are the teams that should be in these games. I think the thing for me is that I still don't know that I know... I, I don't know what to expect from the Eagles. I don't know whether we're going to get absolutely swarmed and really struggle to do anything against them or, you know, their run defence is apparently not as good as Dallas is, so maybe that's where we start to get some wins. But I, I have no... I don't think I have a baseline of where I think the Eagles sit because as this is this is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's yeah. Like... Everyone's saying like that 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 they've not played a lot of really good teams this year. They've played a lot of teams that have been shown to be, you know, not as good as their records were, or or just were like a bit mediocre. And and they may well be an absolutely incredible team that kicks our asses, or we might roll them over. Or it could be a really competitive game. And I genuinely have no idea what outcome to expect. And that was one of the most impressive things about the Niners against the Cowboys was their running game started off getting very little joy and slowly but surely eked out more and more and more. And they stuck with it. They stuck with it and they ground that front down until they were getting the yards they needed. And that's what helped them over the line. So that level of patience it's tough to do. You have to really have faith in the long-term game plan and a lot of coaches don't. It bodes well and I think it's going to be a really close competitive game. I think the Eagles will just edge it but I hope I, I... For me, this, come, this comes down to how well the 49ers can run the ball like you said, Rich, there. I think if there's going to be a game where Brock Purdy comes unstuck, it's against the, the Eagles' pass defence which is the best in the league by considerable distance. Um, they probably have the best secondary. Their two cornerbacks are like could both be all pro. Um, they have excellent safeties. 
their coverage linebackers are excellent. They they can do some damage in the past game. I suspect because of that, Carl Shanahan is going to run the ball a lot. Um, and you're right in that the Eagles' run defense isn't brilliant. I think it's something like 16th in the league. It's very mid mid table when it comes to um, rushing yards allowed, and that happens to be probably your strongest strongest suit. This this to me because of that. This to me, it's the other side of the ball that is is the key because I think I think that. I don't know. It's maybe more predictable of how well the Niners' offense does against the Eagles' defense. I think there will be some points. I don't think there will be thirty-five plus points. I no. think there will be twenty something. It's it's the other side of the ball. Is can this Niners' defense stop the juggernaut of an Eagles' offense, which hardly anyone has been able to? But I think if there's a defense that can or might be able to, it's the Niners. So that that's that's where I think they that side of that phase is where it's won and lost um if if you could stop the eagles scoring sort of 25 30 points then you're you're well in the game and you you've got a really good chance but if they if they just go off like a train um it could be it could be a long night for you well i think it's the eagles run game that is going to be key here if they can get that going and keep it running hard and making yards that's going to make our lives incredibly tough but if we can shut that down and make them one dimensional and allow our pass rushers to tee off and get to the quarterback then i think that's when we can start shutting things down but i, I genuinely again i have no idea which way that battle is yeah. going to go it's, no it's that's, so why, it's, that's to why it's tell. going to be fun to find out and but i do I, think i do think our our pass defense has improved as the season's gone on um, we've obviously we've had injuries at corner um, and Diomedor Lenoir, who was originally brought in as a slot corner, has been playing out on the edge and he's been picked on time and time and time again over this season and at times has been really heavily exposed. But he seems to have improved with those failures, the times that he's getting beaten. Um, and he did all right, he did all right against Dallas. Decent, <laughs> right, turning into a decent corner. Um, and so that's, I think that's a key battle. I think if if Ward on the other side is able to pretty much tie up uh, one of the receivers, it's going to come down to whether he can win his battles as to whether they can get those big chunk yards um, and really, you know, put dents into our defence. Okay. I've rooted for you, for what it's worth. <laughs> if, it, if, if it wasn't for Brett Kern, I would wish nothing but ill on the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, but he's... <laughs> Like, if they if they make that that would be the that would be the the silver lining if it if it happened I suppose I hope he has a wonderful day where he pumps many many times <laughs> and does <laughs> yeah um, fingers crossed um, but yeah. I'm not banking on that no it's this is this is going to be good it's the first game it's the eight pm kickoff and then we've got obviously the the Bengals and Chiefs. After that, I hope I've got that right because I completely made you a hash correct. of this hash of this a week ago. Um, so, yeah, conference championships Sunday. Looking forward to it. Um, it's going to be two brilliant games. I, I can't see anything but a fantastic night of football. I mean, I'm going to hate every second of the first game, but you know, <laughs> after that, I can I relax. Mean, hopefully and not. Watch the but... second. <laughs> yeah, they, I won't they... mind if I hate every second, but the last two of the first game. 
the rest yeah. of us are well out of this stress now. Uh, it's know, it's quite bastards. nice. <laughs> I do like the fact that we were ahead of naught seconds of playoff games and still managed to play in two of them. Brilliant. That's a stat. <laughs> wow. Okay, any, any other NFL business? Uh, we should... I, I want to touch on the fact that I think it's hilarious who the Pats are bringing back in for their offensive coordinator for next season. Oh, Bob. Old Bumchin. <laughs> Which I actually don't think is a terrible decision because he obviously won't have any player personnel decisions to to go on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, annoyingly, um, Belichick seems to be bringing more people back in who have been successful in the past and is, is slowly rebuilding his empire. I mean, it's a step up from who they had this season, surely. What, it's also what's... an interesting one because he was um thingy's quarterback coach at Alabama. So there's a link there between that level of success that he had in college. So mm. that'll be probably a nice um reconnection for I can't even remember his name. Mac Jones. Yeah, yeah Mac Jones, that's the one. How long not, is Belich- how long how long is Belichick gonna stay there? Oh what's the, the end game? He he's gonna die on the job. <laughs> Yeah, As the, I think that's the problem. He's worried if he retires, he'll immediately die. <laughs> so is Robert Kraft, but it'll be a different job. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think he will see through a cycle of um, of this Patriots team and then decide what to do. I think he's decided that he'll see what Mac Jones can give him over the next few years, um, see if they can rebuild that into a team that can make deep playoff runs and whichever way that goes, then he'll probably go and either retire into the sunset or go to some other team and see what he can do there just to show that he can do it. Oh, he's still... I mean, he's... Maybe maybe he'll leave. He'll go to the Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien will get promoted <laughs> to the head coach slash GM role. Okay. You can only hope, Mark. <laughs> I definitely hope. <laughs> That'll be amazing. <laughs> um, um, the other one is... Uh, Oh shit! I forget which one it was. Now, uh, one of our defensive ends has managed to get himself arrested midweek between two important playoff games. What an idiot! Uh, defensive players are idiots. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> one, one, one thing I was one, quick, one quick thing I noticed while looking at um, we were talking about the Giants earlier on and how they you know how they've cost themselves draft capital and I was looking at their cap situation to see what they look like because surely they've they must be in decent cap space and sure enough they have their third in the league in terms of cap space but then I just glanced down one more and noticed who was fourth in the league in terms of available cap space that would be the Cincinnati Bengals that's fucking what? worrying yeah because they've got well, a QB on well, a, on their, a pro- their massive problem is two or three years time yes and that's yeah, going to yeah. be huge when you've got to pay all of those receivers and your quarterback that'll be that'll be an issue yeah. that's that's a, that's a problem for 2026 Cincinnati Bengals and yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. see how many rings they've got between now and then exactly right yeah. it's very Seattle Seahawks 10 years ago very much um, yeah. so that that's the challenge that's the challenge for anyone um, except I hate them a lot less no well, I'm not sure I do <laughs> We've covered that. Go get, no, go get hate... those refunds. <laughs> you hate their, their social media and Joe Mixon. I mean, I definitely hate Joe Mixon. Um, a large chunk of their fans, as it turns out, or just 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 the ones moaning about the 
things at the wrong time, really. Yeah, I'm sure it's a vocal minority, as you get a vocal minority of idiots in any fan base. Eli, Eli Apple's another one that's a thoroughly dislikable guy. He, but he was a prick on, at the Giants. He's always been that way, Eli. Yeah, He, he put something out on a... On, on social media that he's backtrack on very, very quickly, but it's like it was, th- there was a He quote tweeted to... Stefan Diggs with something. I forgot yeah, what. And, and it, it was a reference to three. Oh, he did, he did the heart, the heart, heart thing hands after emoji. three, and a lot of people took it as a, a, a slight on the whole DeMar Hamlin situation. Oh, I did, I saw that. I don't think he meant it like that, but uh, it, no, it was but a bit, I, it was a bit you, thick. Would you, would you put <laughs> yeah. it past him? I'd probably put that past him. Maybe I'm naive, but that, oh, he, I suppose he is a cornerback. And yeah, yeah, yeah I've just answered my own question, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, any other business then? Um, I won't start with myself. Um, Rich is sat in a tree in Malaga. And um, what's going on with you, Rich? Um, not a lot. I just I'm enjoying red wine that is three euros a bottle and mildly furious at how much it would cost me to have the same bottle back in the UK. So fuck your tax. Wine abroad's great, isn't it? it it's always it's always better than ours and like a third of the price if you're in a wine producing country. It's ridiculous. Just like Fanta Lemon. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you can't get lilt. Can't get lilt anywhere else um, other than the UK. <laughs> Um, which is a big problem. Ironically, um, you can't get the tro- totally tropical taste anywhere that's remotely tropical. <laughs> I wonder if I can get Umbongo out here. Uh, only in the Congo. <laughs> oh, okay. That is literally all you, uh, the only place you can get it these yeah, days. Yeah, that's, that's okay. exactly it. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm not sure you've finished. I think you had. No, no, that was basically it. I've, I've, as as per normal, I seem to have very little from my AOBs at the moment. Okay. Uh, Pat, why don't you go next? Oh, well, I've got to publicly apologise to Dawson Knox for confusing him with Dalton Schultz. <laughs> Quite right, too. That's, that's, that's disgusting behaviour. Um, I'd like to ask the people who live between me and Stephen's football ground, and just in general, just because it's a fairly warm for January Saturday afternoon doesn't mean you should all go out and wash your cars and create ice slicks all the way because it refroze overnight and you just created about 50 death traps on that route. And I'm sure it was the same all across town. So just think about things beyond the next 10 minutes when you're doing stuff outside that affects everyone around the area. Did you end up on your ass? I didn't end up on my ass, okay. but it's been noticeably patchy on the bike. It's not fun. No, I now, predictable. Have, I now have an, a, a mental image of Pat just like casually skating his way down the street on a pair of ice skates. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not a short walk either, uh, but you probably know that. <laughs> very, very dicey. Uh, Mark, any other business? Uh, mine is a plea to Bristol City Council. Um, if you're going to Swindon, implement... Swindon Town Council, <laughs> no, this is Bristol. Um, if you're going to implement a clean air zone charge, can you try and make it so that it's fucking obvious to people who don't drive around in Bristol quite a lot that that's that that's the case, um, and also make it so that your rules apply to the same as seemingly every other city in the country um, where. Like my car supposedly isn't a clean air exempt in Bristol, but is in Bath and is in most other cities in the UK. It is in London. 
in London, which is far it, more polluted than Bristol. London is fine, but Bristol is not. Um, and also, if you're gonna, if I happen to drive into a clean air zone that I didn't know existed, um, and you decide to send me a final notice demanding payment that you've actually sent me the original letter in December that you said that you were going to send me that notified me that I had to pay this fine in the first place. Um, so, yeah, so thanks for that. And I won't be paying your £189. And, um, and also, if you put a phone line on your website that allows people to make um, queries into this, try manning the fucking line instead of making everyone wait an hour. And then when you get to number two in the queue, you cut off. It's almost like they do that deliberately. Mm. To make a load of money. Um, so what's what's I want to hear the end of this story or maybe the end of this story hasn't happened yet it hasn't um, happened yet that was... so you're <laughs> going to refuse to pay the fine and they'll just go oh we'll just let it go all right well we'll see we'll see when i finally get through to someone to say i'm i'm not paying money for a fine that you never told me i had to pay um, but you'll so... have to you'll have to prove it by sending them photos of signs that aren't there or something <laughs> <laughs> well do you know i i drove into bristol again today um, for for a work commitment, and I was looking out for these signs, and I still couldn't find them. And I was actively looking for them today. And um, yeah. I didn't know Bristol had a scheme like that. Not that no, I've been to me, Bristol recently. Me, me neither. Until I got a final demand on Saturday mm. through the post. So uh, it's coming yeah. to Sheffield soon as well. I noticed on signs when I uh, drove home for Christmas. Although reading into the details of that scheme, they're focusing on taxis and delivery vehicles to start with, which sounds like the opposite of the people who should be targeting that sort of scheme. But that means they're not targeting me as I drive to my parents' house, so I'm cool with it. Have you got Have you got a particularly dirty car? Because I, I know that, like, Brian, like, London's Well, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't wash it because it's January and there'll be an ice slick on the ground. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I have a diesel, but it is a... It's quite an efficient diesel. I only pay 20 quid a year in... in um, road tax and in every like i said london it's fine bath it's fine that i live closest to uh, but bristol for some reason my car is is too filthy don't know why you're still all right to drive around the magic roundabout though as many times as you want as many times as i like good old swindon <laughs> don't live in swindon <laughs> um Oh, Is there anything wrong with Swindon for those who do live in Swindon? By the oh, way. we've lost um, all our Swindon listeners years ago. <laughs> they, they're familiar with the King Road red light district and, and the yeah. magic roundabout. There's no red whatever. light district anymore. I punched all the prostitutes. So they, <laughs> they <don't know laughs> of you did. <laughs> <laughs> they had to move. Woods heel. Woods heel. They'll be back. <laughs> the police were called. I was on the news. It was a bad situation. <laughs> <laughs> they called it a hate crime. <laughs> Is that a bigger I... fine or a smaller fine than driving in Bristol? About the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it depends. At least I got the letter in Swindon. If if you <laughs> yeah, if you punch a load of prostitutes, um the fine's half if you pay within seven days. So you're all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh right, any any other business? What have I yeah, oh right. Uh, yeah. Just just a bit of weird behaviour um that I encountered. Now Perfectly harmless, I think. You know, no, no. Hopefully, no coincidence that this is the week you invited me around. Uh, <laughs> I did a massive shit in my toilet. If if he did, I didn't find it. Um, yeah, the uh, park run. So Saturday morning, there are plenty of park runs available around the country, around the world. Um, I before park run on Saturday morning. 
there was a lady standing there sort of stretching warming up um and she had like one of those double buggies um with one child in one of the seats in the double buggy and the other was vacant and i was i was near her and i sort of like nodded a little good morning and just without really thinking i just said oh is there like pointing at the vacancy there room for one more like a bit of a <laughs> bit of a gag um and she she just and it was one of those moments i instantly regretted opening my mouth she just looked at me baffled didn't get the joke and then i had to explain it and so there was this awkward thing um and i fine okay i'm gonna turn i'm gonna turn this way now and uh, look at someone else oh there's someone i know brilliant <laughs> um um but then of course um set off around the, the four lap four lap course and Obviously, she's running at about the same pace as me, <laughs> um, except she's not. Um, she's running at an inconsistent pace. So I keep overtaking her and then she overtakes me. And I, say, I, I, have, I need to get out of this situation. Like, what's going and um, two laps into the four, um, she's just slightly ahead of me. And she sort of turns around and she said, like, how many laps is it? Um, so obviously, okay, it's your first time here. That's fine. So anyway, I answer, I answer politely, told her, and oh, and yeah, four laps. This is this is lap three. When you end up the fourth lap, you got to do two little laps around the lake, and then you're done. Um, and she was like, I think she thanked me, but not very politely. And then she just ran off like, like a woman possessed into the distance, gone, never saw her again. I like she. I like. I came to the conclusion she was just hanging. Like she was see me. me. She was. I don't know what she was doing. She was just hanging back. To I'm going to ask this. I'm going to pluck up the courage to ask this guy because I I wasn't paying attention at the briefing when they told everyone what the course was. Um, I'm just going to hang hang around, waste two laps of my run, <laughs> and then and then ask this guy who made an uncomfortable joke. Um, <laughs> to fill me in on what the course is, and then I'm no, going to. Then I'm going to disappear like Mo Farah into the night. She, she she's your friend now. She's going to pop up at the next one and like make some really uncomfortable, awkward joke in your direction that you won't understand, she and she'll have to explain. Oh, she giant didn't see adult diaper. <laughs> <laughs> There's room for you now. Come and sit in my pushchair, Adam. <laughs> can I? Can you just clarify? Was she running with the pushchair? Well, I I assumed she was going to be. She wasn't though. So maybe she had a uh, a husband waiting for her at the finish line with her one or two children. Never saw a second kid. So I don't know what she's doing with a, a double buggy, but maybe it wasn't her buggy. Maybe she's yeah. just stolen it from someone maybe, else. Maybe it wasn't her child. <laughs> she, this any of these things are possible. <laughs> And that's um, why she ran off. She thought you were the police. I t- well, yeah, I don't know what she, she what she thought. It was all very strange. Humans, eh? Um, <laughs> social social awkwardness. It's all all the, all a bit of fun. Um, I love I love that. So much accidental partridge in that story. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Um, if the, if there isn't, I don't want it. I don't want it to be on any <laughs> other business on this podcast. Right there, we go done for another week how about that um is that two more to go now well until we can have some time off until we, <laughs> until we can until we can shut up for a while <laughs> until craig's quiz it's got to be yes uh... very exciting that's yeah. why he's not here this week he's prepping <laughs> that's never happened <laughs>
literally spent the last hour and a half just slogging away, researching questions. That's how he's been spending his time. Maybe we need to wait until the Jets make a postseason to uh, for him his interest to carry on into the season long enough. Yeah, it could happen. Good. Is Mark Sanchez still available? <laughs> get him back out of the booth. Phil Rivers is there. Phil Rivers, <laughs> Phil Rivers definitely is. Right, some of us will get together next week. We'll have, well, ho- hopefully, Rich, you'll be happy. Um, but in the meantime, enjoy the rest of your yet yet another foreign trip. Um, get a job. <laughs> yeah, get, <laughs> you get spent a job. half your life in Austria, as far as I can tell. I, I haven't been to Austria this year. Uh, it's only January. A month into the year. <laughs> it's January. <laughs> to be fair, he's been to California and Spain, so I see your point. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Right, let's get out of here. Go well as ever. Bye for now. on my own head. <laughs>